Okay, so here we are. Yeah. Now, last week, you said that I was off going solo. Well, there was, was, there was a little bit of a concern, wasn't there? It wasn't me. It was, a, it was the internet <laughs> was saying it. And uh, and this time it's you. You're going solo now, aren't you? Well, who are you chatting to today? Well, I'm gonna. I'll come to who we're chatting oh, to. Oh, oh. We like to tease the listener, oh. but I would actually say the fact that I am doing this interview solo merely deepens the conspiracy. <laughs> surely, because everyone's saying, when are you going to reunite on one of those those podcasts when you just when when you just jam together? Who, just, who knows? <laughs> It's a mystery. I've no idea. Is there an awkwardness no. between us? No, isn't it? Very there? awkward. It's, though. it's very awkward. Well, I'm in such. So no, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. You're better, aren't you now? Because oh. you were ill when you. So you didn't make. I'll be back, did you? It's just a real shame. It was just me. Imagine not making. I, know, I just can't believe the, the event that you and I. Could, I know. I, I know. I was. I was half expected you to crawl through on your hands and knees at the last minute. Cause I can't. Didn't. I just couldn't imagine you not being there. I, I but, kind of but followed you didn't. it. You were really properly ill, weren't I you? I followed it. Uh, really temporarily, good. while I was still sort of yeah. conscious uh, on the Instagram, I saw pictures popping up, and then I just wept into my pillow <laughs> for hours. And oh, I just I can't. I still haven't come to touch. I'm having therapy for missing because <laughs> I missed it. Do you know that? I, just, I cannot Aww. believe because even oh, I don't want to go halfway oh, through the much, day. Halfway much. through the day, I thought I. I, I reckon I could still get there. When all along that was just a false. Oh, no. No, I think it was too and poorly. To be honest, I think the irony of all this, ladies and gentlemen, is that the general feedback about I'll be back um, last week was that it's probably the best one ever. So, <laughs> draw your, that, wonder why that was. Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> okay? but, the, but the good thing is, you're back. You're back. I am back. And you are doing the po- next this podcast yourself. I am, you? and I think it's and time. Can you say who it is now? Have we teased the audience enough? Yes. Uh, Today's podcast is with a, a man called Paul Bailey, a strategy director at We Launch in Bristol, and um, we're going to hook up. We're going to talk about a series of interesting things. Which I'm going to let him um, start. I don't want to give anything away too early. Cool. But um, enough's enough. Crack Do the on, honors. crack on. Good, apart from the hand. I can Good. see that. We'll yeah. come to that. We've obviously got to, um, for the listener, we've got yeah. to build a picture we do. of what's going on here. I will say, this is our 10th Tiny Giant Jam today, so that's a little celebration, isn't yeah. it? It's the number 10. 10th birthday. So, all right, yeah, ten, we're 10 in, and I can already tell this is going to be a crackerjacker because of what's happened in the build-up to this podcast. Number one, you've got that sort of uh, slight problem with your wrist, which is in a cast, isn't it? It is in a cast. You've you've broke it? I have broken it. Dare we ask how that happened? You can. I managed to to break it by coming flying off my bike. Oh, you weren't T-boned, or is that the term? No, no, no. There was actually nobody else on the road. It was completely alone, flying off. I think it was a pothole or something. But uh, was it? You didn't break, like, you just felt the need to dramatically break for no reason whatsoever. (laughs) No idea. Flying over the top. Well, that's unfortunate, isn't it? The fortunate thing about it was that I actually did it outside A&E in Bristol, so, you know. That was get up, walk into a Did you leave your bike in the road when you... No, uh, I took my bike with me. What, into A&E? Well... That's flash. Out, so <laughs> yeah. That's flash. Just to prove how I've done it. Anyway, I'll tell you how excited I am about meeting you today, right? So Paul Bailey, everyone, just for... Well, I will ask him some, some, some pertinent questions about something. Strategy di- Director at We Lodge. We are here, we're doing this, in a very nice enclosed little pod 
in a desk lodge, aren't we, in Bristol? We are. We'll we be are. very kind of product very placement kind. there. Uh, voice product placement by us because they were very kind enough to lend us this so you can hear it without all the, uh, I'm going to say the word pounding going on outside. That sounds so well, wrong. There's a lot of keyboards. I was thinking pounding of, of industrial kind of like. Oh, they may well be. Outside, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. I also got so excited about meeting you that there's an incident in a reception where the, the very kind offered me a nice cup of hot chocolate there. They are very and then, kind hosts. And then he said, he said, help yourself to the syrup. I didn't really understand the way that the syrup thing worked. Squished it. It's gone all over them. Look at the state oh, of my dear. crotch. Look at my crotch. It's covered <laughs> in sticky syrup. And I thought, this is no way to introduce myself. No, but it's probably best this is a podcast and no, there's no visual. Uh... <laughs> Honestly, I really went for that syrup. I thought I want that syrup. It went for the Christmas pudding syrup as well. Oh, I went for it. But long actually, conformist. Oh. None of it. None of it hit the cup. It all went over my oh, trousers. What a way. So I've covered. You see, what I, like, to start? I wanted to create the right impression with oh, you by covering myself. I'm wearing, it looks like I'm wearing a kilt. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was your look. So, yeah, it's real rad. That wink it. I went all my clothes back to front. Anyway, it's an absolute pleasure and honour to have you on board, sir. Not a um, yeah, so we're going to have some fun, aren't we? can already tell. I hope so. In this kind of nice little, like a sort of, it's like a, 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 a TARDIS, isn't it? Yeah. Like a little TARDIS. Well, actually, they do have a TARDIS in here. Oh, well, that's even weirder, yeah. isn't it? That we should mention it. You should mention a TARDIS. They actually there. have one. That's very nice. And I should imagine the other great thing about Dins Park, I reckon this is doing wonders for our acoustics. If you're in, so. I say if you've got your headphones on, you're an absolute audio treat <laughs> right now. Right, so as I said, your strategy director, we launch, and we here, we are going to talk um, about the role of tech in shaping a brand through memorable moments. Right. That's what we're going to talk about, and we're going to come to that, right? I Every time I think of the term memorable moments, I always want to sing it. I don't know. Yeah. Memorable moments. I think like there might be something that quality, is it quality street magic moments. Yeah, it's like a that. sonic motif. Yeah. Like, people always do it with Derek Akora, don't they? The, the <laughs> we're talking about ghosts, aren't we? Derek Akora looking for spirits. People always go Derek Akora. Right. So don't know why. Just, there's no one. There's no written rule that says you have to sing his name. But it just blends itself to it. It just. I think the combination memorable moment, the alliteration, yeah. the, the syllables. It yeah. just feels gives you a fuzzy tingle, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think. It works. Anyway. Let's start off. You're slightly incapacitated, your left arm there, but I don't think it's going to stop us there. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Paul, who you are and how you come to be here. Not here today, because you might as well took public transport. I mean, your journey has brought you to this point today. So very, very briefly, my, so I am a strategy director for WeLaunch. We're a brand agency in London. Um, I work in London part of the week. I work in Bristol the rest of the week. And my background is in design, so I was firstly trained as a designer, ran a a design agency in London, then I kind of retrained part-time in in brand and did my master's in brand communication and culture, so it's all like the kind of sociology. You went to Goldsmiths for that, didn't you? I went to Goldsmiths. I've done my research. She was up north for your degree. I was up north for the degree in Newcastle. Oh, it's Newcastle. It's Northumbria. Northumbria University. It's actually Newcastle, isn't it? And then back, and then in Goldsmiths for my masters about I don't know ten eight years ago yeah like that. so yep and then then moved more into brand consultancy work yeah and then about eighteen months ago took up this role heading up the kind of strategy offering for this brand agency in London so we we do my work is with clients on kind of defining and their brand in relation to like what's going on in the market and what's going on in their kind of context their brand exists and part of that is obviously technology and how people are using it yeah and then that then is then brought to life by lots by the other people in the agency 
both through design or through marketing or through digital or, or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, and how's that two? How's that two city strategy working out for you? Yeah, well, apart from crashing my bike on the way back from the coach station and breaking my wrist, yeah. then uh, it works fine. You know, it's it's actually you know technology without the technology we've got now in terms of video conferencing and stuff like that, it would be really difficult. But you know, I'm, I can be in touch with the, the guys in the studio in London. I can watch what they're up to. I can, they can see me in the little oh, space. So it, work, it, works, so it works. It works. works great. So you've been. You're almost like. Uh, how can I say? We say no, Nort. You're talking absolute shit there. But you're like the pioneer who's been sent out of London. The spike <laughs> been launched. The spike has been yeah. sent to the southwest. Yeah. Yeah. To see what's going on. And why did they? Why did they send you to Bristol? Do you well, think? they didn't send me to Bristol. I I moved to Bristol maybe three and a half years ago. Yeah. And then. I just because I was doing independent brand consultancy, so I just needed to go to London for meetings. Um, but then I decided uh, I wanted to get back into an agency, and there's just there was just more opportunities for London agencies than there is in Bristol. Okay. So ended up taking on this role in London. So, but it's working well. They're they're quite they're quite keen to have this link to Bristol because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on in Bristol that we can plug into as. Because we have our kind of core competencies, um, but you know we don't do anything any sort of real tech stuff in house. So if we talk to clients, we might we often will partner up with people who might be involved in AR or VR or sound design or mm -hmm. things like that. So um, there's actually lots of opportunities for us to reach out of the London space yeah. and to link up with a lot of stuff that's going on here. And that's what you're and that's doing. that's me. That's yeah. what you do. Right, so you're, you are Mr. Networker then? Well, yeah, I guess Meeting so. all the time. And of course, Meet Bristol being full of interesting little startups of, of one sort or another. Interesting people doing interesting things. And I think Bristol's really <coughs> good for people who are, who are wanting to collaborate on stuff. Yeah. You know, I run an agency in London for 15 years and... There's a lot of great people, but when it came to the work, people were very closed off, and it's like did they put their arm, put their arm around their work, around their work. wouldn't let me copy it. <laughs> Whereas the spirit of collaboration, yeah, so I think it's a bit more, a bit more collaborative here. Okay, I, so. I get that impression. So, uh, in terms of your day to day, then like we're talking about you know this podcast as, a, as such. Um, from a tiny jump perspective, very much likes to look at kind of new tech platforms and people who mm. are sort of working around. It. What would you say are the things that you experience, see, meet people you meet in Bristol? What are the things that get you excited? What, in, in Bristol? Yeah. Oh, there's some really interesting stuff going on. I mean, I, there's some brands that I'd love to work with um, and plug into. I, I think the guys who are um, Ultra Haptics and their sort of stuff is really, <laughs> really interesting. Um, but I think more more for us, our so our role as an agency is we will... Um, help clients kind of define how they can kind of um, define themselves and then connect with their audience. Can I inquire very quick what type of client so is a we clients client? would range from, um, so in the last year we've worked with people like Expedia Group and to help with their brand strategy for various parts of their group. Yeah. Um, ranging to a ultramarathon brand that's been launched, ranging to a sort of a global digital platform for a new football community that's um, mm. that's uh, sort of repositioning themselves, and we've helped them do that. Um, to uh, kind of 
FMCG brands to um, very large um, sort of pharmaceutical brands. So we're not we're one of those agencies who our expertise is in brand and yeah. how to connect. It's not a sector specific yeah, thing. That's what you're saying. Yes. Um, so those brands can come from any. Kind yeah, of they kind of come from anywhere. Or... A lot of it's from from sort of recommendation. Like a lot of people get work, but but you know we we've kind of been increasing our profile as we've in the last few years yeah we've, we've kind of the last year we broke into the top 100 design week brand agencies and oh, congratulations this year, well this congratulations. year we, this year we got up to the 66 so we have jumped you're on up. an upward trajectory we're, on an upward trajectory. we're challenging we're, our, our aim is to kind of challenge the the big the big brand agencies with a bit more of a maybe a kind of more agile and collaborative approach. So we're not huge in numbers, but we, we kind of partner with a lot of people to to, to do bigger projects. Okay. So um, going back to this thing we said, tech obviously is something that has an in, you have an interest in. Yeah. Brand is obviously something you have an interest in because that's at the core of your day. Um, this concept that we talked about um, prior to, to begin this podcast, this, this notion of, Memorable months. I wonder if you would be able to expand. Exactly what you mean so, for the listener. So, w- without wanting to kind of go into too much detail, because no, I'm feel kind of free bore, to bore people. But but fundamentally, you know, brand is something that I think we've kind of come to accept is about partly about identity, but it's partly about the meaning of the, of, of the brand. What yeah. does it mean to people? Um, and that is something which you know is constantly changing is constantly in evolution so you know brand is something that, that exists temporarily it's something that will just keep changing and will evolve over time and part of our role as kind of people managing the brand is to direct that change and what we why we use this term it we actually use the term um associated memorable moments right and why we use that is that um Obviously, a brand is something that will kind of evolve over time and has to have meaning to people, but we experience the world through moments. That's how we live our lives. We would remember things as a moment. Mm-hmm. So what, what we try to do is we try to say, okay, how can we create moments in time that people will remember, the memorable bit, Yeah. but vitally that they will associate with each other, and that's how you create identity, and also that they want to be associated with. Mm. So um, this is where you know tech is a big part of it. Is and, and we think about tech, in, I think tech touches on both ends of this. Right. So the first part is, you know, can you use technology to identify the kind of people that you want to associate with your brand? So this kind of um, identifying an audience. So, you know, how, I mean, there's there's various ways that people do that and various unethical ways that people do that. We all know what Facebook have been doing with the whole Cambridge Analytica stuff and all that sort of thing, mm-hmm. how they identify audiences. I was through... desperate to bluff. I, I was going to bluff you for a second. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> of course we do. But, there's, but there's, there's very unethical ways of doing that. Yeah. But then, you know, but then... There are other ways of doing that as well. Yeah. Then at the other end of the spectrum, you know, a big part of the brand is that you're trying to create these moments that people are gonna they're gonna resonate with people and they're gonna remember. Yeah. 
and you know what and these we, are positive emotional exactly. compelling etc yeah. etc et yeah so so i think that what we try to do is we try to connect with people who work in technology and various technologies when it's relevant for our clients okay so you know it it wouldn't be relevant for all of them but you know ar is something that i'm particularly think has um uh, a place that can create these kind of moments that people might engage with yeah for specific brands i think you know ar is just something that um i think gets a i think a lot of tech gets a bad press because it's kind of just used for the the hell of it yeah whereas what we will do is we try and come up with a kind of strategy for the brand and then we'll be like oh actually this would really work yeah, it might be an AR. So I'm right in thinking that you both identify what those moments might be, but then you also create them. Yeah, but we would also get the specialists to... We would work with people who really know what that tech is going to be good for. Yeah. So we would never just say, yeah, we're going to do an AR thing and then this is what it's going to be exactly. Yeah. We would say, actually, we think this tech might really appeal to this audience that we've identified um and then we'll talk to someone who specializes in that and then say and say you know is, are we thinking about this right is this you know, is this how you would use this sort of tech is this is this sort of audience you know do they does they connect with that does that resonate with them mm-hmm. so we kind of reach out to people and then would and the harder part is sometimes is getting clients to buy into more forward-thinking things. That's Aggressive. The Amen. I know exactly where you're coming <laughs> from there. Um, <clears throat> so obviously, collaboration is a key part yeah. of that, working with people who want to collaborate. What do you think right now, uh, in terms of the, there are techs, there are tech that people are using, martech that people are using, whether they're emotionally hitting the spot or not, which is stuff that's been around. Like AR has been around, and it's always getting mm. better, and you see the stuff like the HoloLens. Stuff like that. What are the what are the texts that are getting you? What, what are the texts giving you poor tingle at the moment? They might not even be used necessarily. They might still be very nascent, as it were. Well, but I'm assuming you're a guy who needs to be at the, at the bleeding edge. Yeah, I mean, yes. the the thing for us is, and I think this is the interesting thing about tech and and about actually about brand and, and everything when. Anything where you're trying to appeal to an audience is um, is that it's it can be easy to overshoot where the audience are at now. Yeah. So really weirdly, I, I used to do a, a bit of like a um, blog where I'd ask people five questions about their brand, yeah. about the evolution of their brand. And one person that I asked about this was, do you, do you remember the singer Lamar? I think we all remember. Lamar. Too shy. I was too shy. No, not, no, not, not Lamar. Lamar. <laughs> the guy off... Uh, he was Lamar. He was, he was off another band, wasn't he? Or he not? was off uh, one of the talent How's shows. this coming round? Well... He's easily to confuse with the casual singer, isn't he? Is. That was he his was, brand problem. So, yeah. But, so I, I actually worked with him like years ago right. and I asked him about his brand. Musically, you mean? Or no, God, no. On, his, on, on a project he was doing. Okay. Um, really, really nice guy, but he actually, one thing that he said to me was, and this was about him making music, Yeah. and he said, 
I want to evolve my musical style, but I have to be careful not to evolve it so far that the audience don't get it. So he's like, I can't leave my audience behind. I have to kind of evolve it a bit. And I think the same is true for, for tech when, with very... a lot of our clients, which is we, it's, you know, we can't, it depends on the client, but a lot of clients that we have don't want that really, really sort of cutting edge stuff because it's too advanced for who they're trying to appeal Incremental to. Incremental evolution almost yeah. is the... Is the pre- is I mean, years years ago, maybe, God, maybe like eight years ago or something like that, I actually, I used to have the Football League as a client. Yeah. And I, we, we were tasked with doing this kind of big coffee table book for them, which was to sell the, uh, to, to um, sell the sponsorship for the, the Football League Cup, right? So yeah. basically they'd, they'd identified, I think it was like 50 companies who might want to sponsor it. So we did this like beautiful coffee table book. But what we suggested was you should do AR. Yeah. And then uh, when you sort of see the image, it then plays a video oh, of the game. Right? Yeah. And it was a life, deepens the experience. Well, yeah. But when you present that, like, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, whatever, it was like we could have been, we might as well have been saying anything because the client was so far didn't know what the hell we were talking about. Right. <laughs> we're just like... How do you think they would be doing... How would they receive that now? Oh, I think they'd receive it fine now. Yeah. But I think then it was just way too far. So there is a thing about... Talking about memorable moments, there are moments when you have to put the right... I think it's about being relevant to the audience. I think that we... You know, we can have a tendency to do something that is... that. Um, that kind of connects with us, but that's because we're constantly looking at what's well, we're happening. In a, we're in a tiny party, but it's, a, it's almost like a metaphor for the echo chamber that perhaps we exist well, in, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. In, in a funny sort of way. And I think that's a really, really big thing to, th- particularly for us, because you know my job is to make it relevant for the audience. Yeah. So I think that sometimes w- when we live in our little echo chambers, and we're like, of course everyone knows this tech, and then. They have no idea. No. So that's kind of the thing for me is is that sometimes we have to actually, rather than pushing it, we have to rein ourselves back, which is quite... Okay, so um, I'm conscious I'm conscious of the time. I'm just glad to be conscious, to be honest, <laughs> Paul. Um, suppose one question I would, I would wrap up, because um, we like keep fast-paced. We can always go to a second part, can't we? Get you back. That's what I say. Imagine that. It'd be the, the first, the first call. Part two. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> um, what would you say of all the things that you might be working on at the moment or things in the past, what do you think, and I don't need to share the details, I said NDA you some, but what do you think is probably the most exciting thing you'd like to be working in and around to create memorable moments in the next 12 months? What would... What would fire you, imagination? Well, actually, so this this project that we've, this client we've been working with recently, who's a, a sort of football brand, who, um, so they You've use, got the sports, haven't you? Yeah. You've got the sports. Yeah. What, what, so what they do is they um, are a platform for people to um, create and share their kind of sporting content. Yeah. Primarily football at the minute, but it's kind of spreading to other things. Yeah. 
And what they've done with their technology is that, you know, using as simple as like a phone and a sort of a wireless connection or whatever, you can stream, live stream your football game yeah. onto their platform. Yeah. And so as a you as a viewer, I can go onto their website and I can be like, oh, I quite fancy watching a game of football. And then you see, oh, look, there's a... There's a five-a-side game going on oh, in literally, Vietnam. Oh, literally, Sunday Park football? Yeah. Well, it could be Sunday Park football Anyone. in Vietnam, right? Anyone. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a five-a-side match going on in Vietnam. Oh, I'll watch that one. And then, you know, it's it's live. I mean, it's this amazing... The whole ethos of it is democratising like sport again. It's yeah. this like, long tail of sport. It's like, yes, everyone sees the Premier League and stuff, amazing. but actually the technology is now there that anyone can just share their game, you know. So it's a fantastic, and we've we've just... It's worked. a match-fixer's delight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or so, I shouldn't say. So that. we've just, we've just um, been working with them, and, and then soon they will be kind of relaunching the, the kind of new the, the new approach and the new strategy and all that sort of stuff. But as a, as a use of technology to enable... So, to enable something that I think people do anyway. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, if I'm in a park and there's a game of football going on, I'll just find myself standing there for like five, five ten minutes just watching an absolutely rubbish quality you game of football. streaming it. It should be streaming it. You stream it. Um, but so in a way, that's like, in, in a way, oh, top of my head, that's kind of like football Twitch, isn't it, in a way? In a way, Twitch technology for gaming. Not far away. That's pretty much... The, in a way, that it's yeah. funny because Twitch is just full of people playing, yeah. you know... Football. Football <laughs> games. Digitally. But this is actually real football. Real game. life people playing football. Imagine that. You could watch 100 games all over the world yeah. instantaneously. Is yeah. that a thing that I can do right now? Or is this a no. no, no, you can do it now. What they, what they, Where they're at is that a lot of their content is kind of led by the federations, football federations, but of you know, the, the smaller countries. Yeah. Where they're moving to is that it's much going to be much more of a community-based thing where literally any person in a team can set up oh, their channel. Set a, I'm going to set a kick-up kick yeah. tonight. <laughs> well, boy, it's been an absolute pleasure, sir. Yeah, it's been pleasure. Thank you for coming along. I, I think we should have a comeback. We should have yeah. a, a part two. We'll do another one. Maybe a part three, a part four. Who when, knows? When I, when I fix my wrist. Yeah, we get, <laughs> we get the full, the fully mobile you. This is a hot pot, isn't it? This, this is. This pot. is getting warmer. But so we've had a lovely time, ladies and gentlemen, at Dash Lodge Temple Way. <laughs> Confusingly, there seems to be two one temple ways at either end of the road, yeah, which is an interesting phenomenon. But if you're a postman, it's carnage. But um, we've had a lovely time here. For anybody listening, if you're looking for suitable desk space, I think we've done our product placement oh, yeah, so. successfully. So thank you, sir. And um, we'll catch you again very soon. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay, it's Nortz here doing the uh, Tiny Giant Takeout at the end of uh, this podcast with uh, Paul Bailey today. Had a great time with him. Uh, fascinating conversation as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I'd love to go with round two, three, four, five, six, all the way up to ten, just like the boxing. Um, yeah, some interesting things. I will say, actually, just as a little sideline, I've, I've, I've got a voracious appetite for podcasts. I was listening to the... Um, the new Ron Burgundy podcast, Ron Burgundy of Anchorman fame, of course. And to be honest, I don't know where Ron Burgundy ends and I begin, to tell the truth. But I, I'm, I'm recommending it. I don't have to, but I'm going to. Anyway, back to today. 
back to Paul. I think for me, the the big takeout for me from what he said about uh, tech and brand and memorable moments, I think it's very true, and I totally empathise with this idea that it's very easy for marketeers to try to well, not foist on clients, but to get so wrapped up with new tech that you think it's the solution for everything. Well, actually, the reality with most clients is you have to take them on a on a journey, really. Uh, a journey by sort of small steps rather than giant leaps because very often they're just not ready for it. And, um, you know, I've fallen into that trap in my time, I can think. Um, so, yeah, I think that's interesting. Tech definitely has an amazing role to play in terms of um, providing inspiration and, and creating those kind of memorable moments that Paul alluded to. But, you know, there's a time and a place, I think, you have to choose the client's who <clears throat> want to go there, who want to try these things, who want to be possibly brave and bold and progressive. But that doesn't mean to say that you have to do those things all the time to get the right reactions. So, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, my time with Paul today and uh, I wish him all the very best. Speedy recovery for his injured wrist. I suppose one other thing I'll say before I sign off from this podcast is that um, I'm doing a little bit of housekeeping the sort of thing that Sam Harris would say. don't know if you're familiar with Sam Harris's podcast, but he'd say that. Time for a little bit of housekeeping. Um, just to say that, obviously, there are two up-and-coming I'll Be Back Southwests, which I just thought I'd alert you to. Um, there's one on March the 7th at uh, Proctor & Stevenson, uh, which is uh, fine. Tickets are available now. In fact, tickets and registrations, remember, it's always free, are uh, available for both. The one on the 7th of March at Proctor & Stevenson got four female speakers which is going to be brilliant um and then there's also an i'll be back on the 4th of april which is back at our old stomping ground of the square club and mostly that's going to be around voice technology and we've already lined up i think three confirmed speakers a couple of others in conversation with so again um looks good we've put it up early actually on eventbrite just so that you can if people want to get their diaries feel ready and complete they can do just that right now. So yeah, 7th of March, 4th of April. I can't think of any human reason why you wouldn't want to be there. They should be great fun. They should be very inspirational. We've got some great speakers. There's bound to be some surprise or two. So um, yeah, come along. Right, I think that's about done for Podcast 10, Tiny Giant Jams. And um, we'll be back very soon with a new one. See you soon.